0: on the field and inside the clubhouse this is brewers extra innings live from the annex wealth management studios at radio city here's greg Matzick, swinging a fly ball deep center back davis way back it is gone it's a walk-off grand slam for mike yastrzemski and the giants who were down by three in the bottom of the ninth inning put up a six spot against the Brewers and walk it off and shock the crew.
1: An 8-5 gut punch of a loss. The Brewers fall to the San Francisco Giants in game two of a four-game series. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik. We'll take you till 2 o'clock this morning and listen to some of the highlights from tonight's game. We'll hear from manager Craig Council. Vinny Rotino, who was at the scene of the crime, is going to join us as well in a few moments. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us on the program. 855-616-1620. The numbers are staggering. Now, i got a lot to get to tonight, and I thought this was going to be a night we could talk about a gutty performance by Brandon Woodruff, some great defense by the Brewers, timely hitting. But no, instead we have to talk about how the most dominant closer in Brewers history has absolutely wet himself here over the last month, and it doesn't look right. Something is wrong with the Brewers' closer, Josh Hader, to the tune of 12 earned runs allowed in his last four and a third innings pitched. That ain't great. When do you make a move? Do you have to make a move? Do you let them work through it? Thank goodness the All Star break is coming up. We'll get to your thoughts and more coming up. Just getting started here. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm
1: not going to put this managerial loss on Craig Council. I can't. I just can't do it. Right. Everything is set up. You go to your closer in the ninth inning. I think you can toss up what happened against Minnesota going into tonight's game, right? The last time Josh Hader took the field against the Twins, the Twins won in walk-off style. Had an extra day off as the team traveled out to San Francisco, did not pitch last night in Game 1. Devin Williams closed that game out, put Hader back on the mound. I know it's a save situation, but a three-run lead doesn't really feel like high leverage to me when you're talking about Josh freaking Hader on the mound. But he's unable to get the job done again. And at what point, if you're Craig Council, do you say, we just can't do this anymore, right? You you, you just got to find a way to get right. And maybe that's moving out of the ninth inning. Maybe it's pitching in a non-save situation in the ninth inning. Maybe it's putting Devin Williams, who hasn't allowed an earned run, in 26 consecutive outings to control the ninth inning, and and Josh Hader moves a little bit. Whether it's high leverage or not, he just needs to find a way to get right, because right now, Josh Hader isn't right, and he is the most dominant closer in Brewers history, but three home runs, two singles, and a hit batter is all on the ledger for Josh Hader tonight. Oh, yes, and six earned runs against Hader as the Brewers fall to the Giants. Is that the move you'd make? Given how Devin Williams is going right now, and given how Josh Hader is going right now, we got the All-Star break coming up. If you're Craig Council, do you make a switch? Do you make Devin Williams your closer coming out of the All-Star break? 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. We'll get some calls and texts coming through. Uh, in fact, the text line is already starting to pop off. You can follow me on Twitter at GMatsik. And we'll have more Brewers Extra Innings right after this on WTMJ.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
1: Eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you'd like to join us, painful loss for the Brewers tonight, taking out the Giants in San Francisco. You know the way this game started; uh, it, it appeared the Giants were going to get to Brandon Woodruff, and in fact, they make Brandon Woodruff work quite a bit. Woodruff was up to seventy-seven pitches through three innings. I, I was very surprised to see him come out in the sixth and get that inning started. He did settle down in the fourth and the fifth innings, retired a batter in the sixth before paving way uh, to the bullpen, or giving way to the bullpen, I should say. And the bullpen was great in the name of Hobie Milner and Yandel Gustave. Ultimately, Josh Hader is, is the one who lost this game tonight. He just finished up meeting with the media in San Francisco, saying he's just lost a bit of his aggressiveness that he typically has, and is just all about executing pitches. Physically, he feels fine. Mentally, he's in a good spot but he's not able to execute his pitches the same way that we're used to seeing. And it cost the Brewers tonight. It's like they knew what was coming from Josh Hader. They knew where it was going to be, and they knew how to put it over the fence. You don't often see Josh Hader serve up a home run to a lefty, uh, much less a grand slam walk-off home run to close out the game. That was a disappointing finish to an otherwise entertaining game, I thought. Brandon Woodruff very much battled in this game. Ends up throwing a career high 112 pitches. He really labored through the first few innings. He had trouble finding his command with the changeup, especially. In fact, it seemed like the Giants were just just laying off, saying, fine, throw that thing. We're not swinging at it. So when he didn't have all his command, he sort of had to rely on that four seam fastball, uh, w- which he did. It's an excellent pitch for Brandon Woodruff. Uh, in fact, it's the one he throws the most out of his five pitch arsenal. And he was able to get that thing working enough tonight. To find his way pitching into the sixth inning. But there was a lot of traffic on the base pass. Kind of felt like last night's game when the Brewers had all the traffic but only two runs. Well, the Giants had a lot of traffic but only two runs through the first uh, six plus innings of this game. In fact, all the way until the ninth inning of this game. The Brewers were able to scratch all their runs out in the fifth, ultimately getting to the starter, Alex Wood, who pitched really well tonight. He labored in the first inning but settled in with seven strikeouts. Christian Yelich hit a leadoff single. I think Wood retired 12 of the next 13 batters. In fact, only an infield single by Colton Wong was a, a blemish on Wood's line uh, after that Yelich single. So he was really in command until the Brewers uh, flipped the script a little bit. Some bad defense by the Giants as well in that fifth inning. Andrew McCutcheon with the big blow, a bases-loaded double that gave the Brewers the lead. You thought it was going to be the lead for good, but sadly it was not, as Josh Hader allows six earned runs in the ninth, and the Brewers fall 8-5. Is it time to make Devin Williams your closer? He hasn't allowed a run in 26 consecutive outings, and Josh Hader has allowed 12 earned runs in his last four and a third innings pitched. Do you make the change as early as tomorrow? Do you wait till they have to do the all-star break, or... You just go about your business as usual. 855 616 1620. More Brewers extra innings after this on WTMJ. 8 5 the final. Brewers fall to the Giants in game two of a four game series. Josh Hader allows six earned runs in the ninth inning, including a walk off grand slam to lefty Mike Yastrzemski, one of three home runs allowed by Hader in the ninth, along with two singles. And he hit a batter. So a disastrous inning for Josh Hader, who has really had a disastrous month of July. Craig Council just finishing up meeting with the media. He starts by talking about how the team just needs to move on. Tomorrow's another day.
2: It wasn't a good night. And, um, you know, we got to just, you know, get to work and see what's going on um, and, and try to help them fix it.
3: Are you uh, again? It just happened, but are you seeing any common themes in in what's happened over these last few for him as far as what? You
2: know, well, it was the theme, you know, it was I mean, it's you know, it was the fastball tonight. Um, they, they jumped on some fastballs, but um, you know, I think we got to get to work and 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 try to help him. That's I mean, that's locations always um, you know something that that's obviously important. I mean, he's lived with a great fastball. Hitter, no fastball's coming, and um, that's, that's you know, been dominant. Um, so um, we just got to take a look at it and get him back, get him straightened out.
0: Ralph Sommer was on the changeup. Do you think he's also just kind of looking? That's not a pitch we've seen him go to frequently lately. Do you think he's just kind of looking for other places to go?
2: Um... I mean I think he's looking to make make pitches. Um and uh he's just he's not you know, if we're not making he's not making a lot of pitches right now he, and so he's just, just searching to make pitches.
3: Josh is usually so unflappable. Did you get a sense that he was kinda getting sped up a little bit as that inning went along and, and um you know No I don't want to say panicking, but do no. you think no. it was affecting him in any way mentally no. at all? No. There, there were, um, you know, obviously there was that well-placed hit by Rowdy. Um, you know, some other things that, there's just, there was some bad luck mixed in there too. Rowdy got the throw down the second base, was a little bit high. Yeah. Just, just kind of an inning where everything that could have gone wrong. Yeah, I mean, we started.
2: got, a, you know, that's an out there that we, you know, needed to execute and didn't. Um, that obviously, you know, get, get just gets us another out. Yeah. Um, but it, there was there was hard contact too, so we can't can't shy away from that. I said like
3: he's kind of had stretches in the past where he struggled a little bit. I mean, has he has he ever just
0: like been able to tell what it, what it is?
2: Well, I mean, I think if we if we could identify this stuff beforehand, we'd we'd never get to that point. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know. I would say um, you know, I mean, I, there's location is obviously an issue that's that's number one but um yeah i mean i think we've got to get to work and help them out
3: up to that point tonight um, that five run inning obviously was really big for you guys in the, in the fifth um it was just a matter of like you, you know like you like to talk about just moving the line and, and get some good advice.
2: yeah i mean they, they made some mistakes and um we you know we got we had some luck frankly um and then Kutch had a big hit. So and then we had some good at bats to to get the next run in. So it was a it was a good inning where you take advantage of a team giving you an extra out. Uh, um, and then we we strung some really good at bats together. With with
0: Woody's night, and he looks just like a little off tonight, especially in the first couple innings. But to get him into the sixth, how was he able to?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Woody was awesome tonight. I mean, that's you know, not every start you're going to be kind of. He wasn't really locked in. I think he was struggling with his command a little bit and. um... He, he kind of survived it um, by just kind of keep making pitches and not giving in, and then he got he got going. I thought fourth, fifth, you know, a couple couple hitters in the sixth um, did a really nice job. So I, I mean that's that's a big big start. That's that's how you got to pitch um, when when you don't have your you know perfect stuff.
0: Did he say if the weather affected him at all
2: tonight? Or... Yeah, I mean I don't think the weather was you know it was it was colder for sure, and I think with what he's dealing with, um, I don't. You know, like we, we talked about before the game, it's there, you know, but uh, he, he's able to manage it, and I thought he did the same tonight. It's
1: Brewers manager Craig Council. As for the Giants' walk-off Grand Slam, it's been a while since that happened. 1973, Bobby Bonds, the last time it's happened for the Giants. Walk-off Grand Slam beats the Brewers tonight, 8-5 the final. Vinnie Retino Valley Sports Wisconsin, in San Francisco. He joins us next on WTMJ. Sierra.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. A
1: gut punch for the Brewers at Oracle Park in San Francisco, falling to the Giants 8 5. Six runs allowed by Josh Hader in the ninth inning, three home runs, two singles. He hit a batter, some dumb luck, too, with a bloop single and a, a pickoff play that it didn't go awry, just kind of a bad throw from Rowdy Tellez pulled Colton Wong off the base. I Had a big out, potentially, there as uh, Josh Hader was laboring and looking to get any sort of assistance getting through the ninth inning. Wasn't to be for the Brewers tonight, as we welcome in from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. He was at the scene of the crime tonight, Vinnie ratino Vinny, Vinny I'm, I'm sure you could not believe what you were watching, but it was just a slow burn in that ninth inning and
4: boom here we are all of a sudden talking about a Brewer's loss unbelievable three a three run lead in the ninth with Josh Hader, you know taking the ball and then all of a sudden he look up and they have the bases loaded and then the next pitch they did a grand slam Mike just it's a grand slam to end the game it was it was a little bit of a bizar- a bizarre feeling I mean I know that Josh Hader has been struggling but you go back to Tuesday in the midst of these struggles and he went three up three down and punched out three and looked like the josh Hader that we all know and love and then all of a sudden these last two outings he's given up three home runs um, and it's just 12 earned runs It's it's just kind of Hard to hard to really wrap your mind around at this point. No one ever really thought that this would happen to Josh Hader. Doesn't doesn't seem like there's that crisp, crispness, that finish on his pitches, especially that fastball and the sliders just been kind of hanging up in the zone. And so, um, man, hitters are just all over him. I mean, even if he's tipping his pitches, right, Greg, he would, let's say he was tipping his pitches in the past, hitters would know what's coming, and they still couldn't hit it. That's how good his stuff was. It just doesn't seem like there's that finish to him lately. Yeah, one of those
1: home runs—an 88 mile an hour changeup that really did nothing, and it. it was right in go zone territory uh, for the batter, and it was hit over the fence. You know, if if this is an outlier, Vinny, if this is the first time that we've had a blemish on Josh Hader's ledger all season long, yeah, you could flush it and I think move on. But the month of July is 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 not been kind here to Josh Hader. He's seven outings and he's allowed earned runs in all but two, and. I I tweeted this out earlier, I'm just doing the math here, 12 runs earned, runs allowed in his last four and a third innings. With the way he's going right now and the way Devin Williams is going right now, how much do you believe Craig Council is toying with the idea of maybe moving Williams into the ninth inning spot in high leverage situations
4: following the All-Star break? I'm sure it's in the back of his mind, Greg, but at the end of the day, I think what they're going to Here's my my guess. Here's my total speculation. I think that they're going to give Josh Hader off these next two days. I mean, he threw 18 pitches again tonight. Gave up six earned runs. Give him off these next two. Give him off the All Star break. Bring him back as your closer to start the second half of the season after the All Star break, and then and then see where he's at and then assess. I think I think some rest is going to do him good. He's thrown in 33 outings at this point. And that's a lot, right? I mean, that's just a ton of innings, a ton of outings. Um you know he 's a new dad, I mean I know that we 're all parents and everything there but so you really can 't make that as an excuse, but you know just just give him a, a break, give him a breather, and then come back and reassess after you all sorry but I agree with you it 's probably in in the back of their mind to just toy with the idea like hey let's let 's even Present this to Josh as, like, we're, we're taking a little bit of pressure off of him. Like, let's just go ahead and flip-flop them for a little bit. Josh's got the eighth, and Devin's got the ninth. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen right away. Uh, I think it, he's going to have to not get the job done a couple more times for that to happen.
1: It, it is a weird situation because as a relief pitcher, especially a high-leverage one, you know, you're know, you not called upon all that often unless you really need to get some work in, right, if you haven't pitched for yeah. six or seven days. And It's hard if you're a member of the bullpen to work on stuff, and maybe that's where the all-star break will benefit, Josh Hader, that it's a rare opportunity during the season where you do have a moment where you can work on things. Otherwise, during the normal flow of the season, I don't know how you work on things, command issues and whatnot, if you're a reliever. It's just the volume of right. games that are played just doesn't really lend itself to do that.
4: Right. At the end of the day, like I think it's the finish to his pitches. And then when that happens, like you can sense that as a pitcher. You can sense that as a catcher, certainly, where you're like, oh, man, these guys are all over my stuff right now. And so what happens is you try to throw a little bit harder. This is all subconscious that goes on in between the ears of a baseball player. Happens as a hitter as well. So once you realize there's not that finish on your pitches, you're going to try and do a little bit more, and then your command is affected. And actually, your pitches flatten out even more just because uh, you know you're trying to add to them. So I think that's probably what's going on. I think some rest will do him some good um, and then and then go go back and like I said reassess after the second half and see what's going on. I don't think metrically anything's going on with his stuff. I think it's playing I think he's just playing a little bit differently at the plate, but like the vertical movement on his fastball. Uh, I do think his slider is, is not breaking as much, especially down in the zone. Uh, and so I think they're probably going to just take a look at that and see what's going on. 855-616-1620,
1: if you'd like to join us, we'll continue with Vinny Rotino from San Francisco. After this, it's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. So normally I'd say, or I guess 20 years ago I'd say, we'll take you until bar time here on Brewers Extra Innings. Now, as a mid-40s man, I say we take you to the start of the third round of the Open Championship. How things have progressed in my life. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Greg Matson and Vinny Rotino from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. I had all this stuff, Vinny. I had all this stuff for you. I wanted to talk about Brandon Wooder's pitch mix and how he was gutsy tonight and was able to get his four-seamer working just enough when other pitches weren't. I wanted to talk about how you see the ball against a, a side-winding right-handed pitcher who drags his knuckles on the ground. Andrew McCutcheon was able to hammer one into the left-field corner for a, a three-RBI double, and it looked like that was going to be the big blow in tonight's game, but I can't get my mind off the ninth inning. I, I want to burn it from my memory.
4: Uh- I agree with you. I mean, I again, we were just shocked as to what happened in the booth. And we were like, okay, Josh Hader's in. He's going to get back on track, a three-run lead. This was a Giants team we were talking about in the booth. It's like – I couldn't believe that they were thinking about being sellers at the deadline before I came and watched them play these last two games. They looked not good, <laughs> right? And Mike, then I understand why. Whoa, yeah, exactly. So I understand why they might be sellers. And then that ninth inning happened, and all of a sudden, now the Giants are—you know—that that could turn them around. I mean, that the momentum that 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 creates for a team. But um, it was just super shocking what happened in the ninth.
1: I do want to talk about Brandon Woodruff's start a little bit. Uh, He labored it. It it kind of felt like a a reverse grit from last night's game where the Brewers were hitting the ball all over the place against Carlos Rodon. They chased him from the game, but they only had two runs on the board. Boy, it seemed like the Giants had a lot of traffic early against Brandon Woodruff. The pitch count was elevated, but they only had a couple of runs on the board. Woody didn't have his
4: best stuff, but he seemed to work around it about as well as I've seen him so far this season. Yeah, it didn't look like he had the finish on some of his pitches as well and didn't have the command, certainly on that two-seamer. He kind of went away from it, only threw 20 sinkers tonight. Of the 112 pitches, it's usually a little bit, even more of an even mix between the four-seamer and the sinker. He really went with the four-seamer tonight because that's really all he had control of. And because of that, it's still 97, right? And some of these hitters for the San Francisco Giants, they just couldn't catch up to it. Um, and then he did ha- continue to have the change-up come and go for him. 27 change-ups tonight. So um, he, he threw 13 of, the, of those for strikes. He just, he, he, he didn't have command. He didn't have full command of his arsenal tonight. Um, but he battled through it, like you said, Greg. He definitely battled through it. He really uh, gritty performance. And he had 80-some pitches through three, and he somehow gets, um, gets through five and two-thirds. So did a great job of just battling through. Yeah, I would not have thought
1: Brandon Woodford was going to come out to start the sixth inning, given he had 77 pitches uh, right. after three. Let's uh, grab a phone call here. Damian is calling from Caledonia. Some late-night Brewers talk with Damian. Welcome to the program.
5: Yeah, I figured yesterday after talking about how great the, I thought the pitching staff was set up for the postseason and how concerned should we be with the bats, then the pitching, uh, the back end kind of <laughs> folded. And, uh, dude, I sat here in my garage just kind of after after the second solo home run going to just take him out. Just, just take him out. Between the Minnesota game and then this one, just take him out. And he didn't. He, and he, and I, kudos to Craig Council a little bit. I'm not going to badmouth anybody. Um, I. It, Listen to his press conference and him saying when the bad inning kind of got worse for him, like the the, the missing the ball and the, uh, on the pop up and then the bad throw. Council said yes, but it was still back to Hater, and there was still a hard balls hit. Like he still he didn't throw him under the bus, but he was still saying it wasn't their fault. It was kind of his still holding the players accountable. And as far as uh, the Devin Williams thing about moving Hater out of there. Um, It just kind of isn't lost on me that since he's had his child, his game hasn't been on board. And I don't know if there's a correlation there. I just know as a father myself, your perspective kind of changes on things. And I don't. I I I, I'm going to leave it up to counsel and let him ride with it. And his decisions are good. I just don't know if pulling Hater out and then putting Devin Williams is the right move.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens here. I mean, you're talking about two elite arms in the back end of a bullpen. That's a luxury, and and there's a reason I think David Stearns has built this roster the way he has, Vinny. Uh, And Doug Melvin was this way, too. He liked to have multiple players with closing experience and the brewers have three if you want to include brad boxberger into that mix that is a luxury to have not a lot of teams have what the brewers have in the back end of their bullpen and it does give you the flexibility to maneuver if you need to uh, whether it's an injury situation or you know something like this where you just need to maybe get a guy right um, and find up some lower leverage opportunities to do so there's a there's a rhyme to the reason for how the brewers are built and it gives you some flexibility to make a move if you feel like you need to
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, the teams that... Have won the World Series in the past. Are teams with leverage arms at the back? So you definitely have to get Josh Hader right. Whether that means you know you just flip flop him, you throw him in some lower leverage situations to get him right. I don't. Again, I don't know if that's the answer. Maybe this is just some hiccup at uh, you know that he's going through. Um, again, the velocity is there though, Greg. I mean, we talk about like it's 98. That pitch that he you hit your Mercedes with was 98. It has a lot to do with location, a lot to do with how he's finishing his pitches. So um, we'll see what happens there and how they navigate through this. And as far as council being, um, I appreciate Damian uh, pointing some of this stuff out. It was a really good, insightful call. Is that you know he does hold players accountable, but he does it in such a way that it doesn't. You know they know that they need to be held accountable. These guys are some of the best players on the planet, and council does it in a very tactful way um it's, it sends a message but it sends a message in a way that players can understand like hey i gotta pick it up um he doesn't throw him under the bus but he just he just kind of sends that message and, and i do think that that is a that's a, a quality and an attribute from craig council he he's a players manager but he holds these guys accountable w- losing and not executing is not acceptable and they get that message loud and clear
1: well, entertaining game, just not the way you wanted it to unfold for a Brewers right. fan. Vinny, you'll be back behind the mic tomorrow. Great job, by the way, on the TV broadcast. You sounded great. Wish we had better things to talk about tonight. Yeah. But, hey, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day. Thanks, Craig. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, you, you bet. Take care. Vinny Rotino from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. We'll get you through the highlights of tonight's game coming up as we wrap up the program after this on WTMJ.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Here! Goal! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik.
1: Brandon Wood, for Alex Wood, your starting pitchers tonight. Wood in cruise control early, allowed a leadoff single to Christian Yelich, then retired 12 to the next 13. Not the only brewer to reach the piece was Colton Wong on an infield single. Wood was cruising Woodruff labor able to navigate a 25 fifth first inning before the Giants dented the
0: scoreboard of the second three one coming Swing fly ball right center. This is deep trouble. It is back and it is off the fence in the triples alley. That's going to score two Vermont Wade is on his way towards third. There will be no relay throw. It's a triple to score two runs for San Francisco
1: Woodruff would eventually settle in. It remained 2-0 Giants to the fifth inning. Wood retired the first two batters he faced via strikeout. Colton Wong then singled to left. Jonathan Davis followed with an
0: infield single, setting the stage for Christian Yelich that one rolled to the right side Lamont Wade bobbles it ball's going to squirt away from Estrada trying to score long he's in there, throw to third not in time the Brewers have scored a run thanks to a defensive misplay by Lamont Wade and Tyro Estrada it's 2-1 to one. That was the
1: end of the line for Wood, who exited after striking out seven and four and two-thirds. Enter the side-winding right-hander Tyler Rogers, who walked Willie Adamas. And with two strikes
0: and two outs, Andrew McCutcheon did this. Swing a line drive down the left field line. That is trouble. It's in the corner. A chance for all three to score. Adamas being waved around third. He is in. McCutcheon has cleared the bases with a double.
1: It stayed five-two until the bottom of the ninth. Josh Hader replaced the Gustave, who worked a scoreless eighth prior to Gustave's performance. It was Hobie Builder with ten pitches to get through an inning and a third. He has been absolutely brilliant. Joey Bart greeted Josh Hader rather rudely.
0: Bart sends one in the air to deep left. That's headed for the bleachers, and it's gone for Joey Bart. Josh Hader has given up a solo home run, and it's five to three.
1: And the second batter he faced, Aaron Ruff, also took Hader deep. Ultimately, the bases would be loaded, and the game ended on a Mike Yastrzemski grand slam. Eight-five, the final. And Josh Hader picks up the loss 0-4 on the season, two blown saves. Sam Long, the winning pitcher, courtesy of a scoreless ninth. Eric Lauer and Alex Cobb, your starting pitchers tomorrow, will have game coverage beginning at 540 on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Justin Garcia will follow. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to tonight's broadcast of Brewers Extra Innings on 620 WTMJ.